Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Christian Faith Radio Hour. This is David Campfield, and I am recording this here in Chicago on Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. And in the last couple of podcasts, I've been sharing about Christ as our good land and how we need to enter into Christ as our good land and be enlarged in our experience of Christ so that he becomes everything to us as our good land based upon the picture that we see of the journey of Israel and the history of the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. But I realize this concept may be new to many of those who are listening to this podcast. And I don't, by that I don't mean uh, the concept of Christ as our good land and the type of the good land in the Old Testament, although that probably is also new to a lot of people. What I really mean is this focus of how we as the believers need to enter into Christ and be enlarged in our experience of Christ and how he needs to become everything to us. Because there's just not much ministry among the believers today along this line, which is a real, real shame and a tragedy, and it keeps Christians from really growing as we should. And so I thought in this podcast, and we'll see as the Lord leads possibly in maybe the next few podcasts, I want to try to develop this concept, this thought of Christ as everything to the believers. And I've been very fortunate in my Christian life because uh, I was brought up uh, very much appreciating the ministry of Watchman Nee, and uh, I was raised up directly under the ministry of Witness Lee, his co-worker. And the focus of these brothers was on these lines, that Christ has to become everything to the believers. But as I say, I think a lot of believers are just not so accustomed to that thought, are not so fortunate to have access to that kind of ministry. And so if you were to ask a lot of believers what the Bible is all about, you might get a lot of different answers uh, to that question. Of course, if you're not a believer, then to you the Bible might just be, well, it's it's a book of stories, uh, some of which are interesting, some of which are kind of hard to read. There's a lot of history in the Bible, a lot of culture, that kind of thing. Uh, But that might be what the Bible is to you. But once you become a believer, then you might say, well, the, the Bible, it's, it's a book, it's about redemption. It's about how we can have our sins forgiven. And no doubt, that's a great topic in the Bible. Or uh, you may say, well, the Bible shows us, as the believers in Christ, how we can have a holy living and be sanctified. And again, no doubt, that's very important. Uh, other believers might like to focus on biblical prophecy. Oh, the Bible shows us the future, and that's a wonderful thing we, we get from the Bible is the prophecies of the Lord's return. Uh, some may say, well, we need to look at the types in the Old Testament, and the Bible helps us to be spiritual. And uh, we, we see a lot of types in the Old Testament that can help us understand the Christian life and how what it means to be a follower of Christ and uh, all the lessons that we need to learn about that. And all these are, for sure, they're good things and they're important things. But they're not the central thing that the Bible is really all about. And some may even say, well, when you look at the end of the Bible, in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, then you see the final product, the end result. And that's what the Bible is all about. And in a sense, that's right. Because those two chapters show us the produce of God's work through all the ages, from the beginning of the creation all the way 
until uh, Satan and his host is finally dealt with and uh, the old heaven and the old earth disappear and the new heaven and the new earth come down and uh, there you have the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. So that's, in a sense, that's right. That's the goal of everything God is after. But that, I would say, is the goal of God's work, is to have the new Jerusalem on the earth as his testimony. The central thing that's in the Bible is a little different. The central thing that's in the Bible produces the result that God is after. These are two distinct things. So yes, you can talk about the New Jerusalem as the goal, but it's still not the central thing in the Bible. And we really need to consider that. You know, if we want to know what is on the Lord's heart, we should know what is the central thing in the Bible. And the good thing is, the Bible does not leave us guessing about what the central thing is. We don't have to argue about what the central thing is. All we have to do is look at a particular passage in the New Testament that explains to us in very specific terms what the Bible is all about. And before going on, I should mention that I also have a note on this same topic on my website, thechristianfaith.org, and the note has the same title that this podcast is going to have, The Bible in One Verse. And I'll put a link to that in the description box below so you can look at that if you'd like to do that. Now, one other thing we could say the Bible is all about is, is it's about Christ, right? If you're a more spiritual believer, you may say the Bible is all about Christ. And I would say that is absolutely right. That is what the Bible is all about. It's about Christ. But I think many believers, when they say this, they don't quite understand the meaning of that statement. They think of Christ as the individual Christ, the Son of God who became a man, died on the cross, and rose again from the dead. And that's not quite right. When we say the Bible is about Christ, we have to understand today as the body of Christ, we are the members of Christ. And so when we say the Bible is all about Christ, the way to understand that is it's about Christ and about our relationship with Christ. That is what the Bible is all about. That is the central thing in the entire Bible. It's about Christ and our relationship with Christ. Okay, so where do we see this in the New Testament? Can we show from the New Testament that this really is the central thing in the whole Bible? And the answer to that question is yes. And we can see this in a very simple way. This is what the Apostle Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 1. So if you have your Bible, you might want to open to that passage, Colossians chapter 1, and we'll start at verse 24 and go through to the end of the chapter. And when we see this, we'll understand, yes, the Bible is all about Christ and about our relationship with Christ. So beginning in verse 24 of Colossians chapter 1, Paul says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and fill up on my part that which is lacking of the tribulations of Christ in my flesh for the sake of his body, which is the church. So Paul's labor, all his suffering, was for the sake of the body of Christ, the church. And that should be the focus of our labor too. We may do many things, but we should always realize the focus of our labor, just as it was with the Apostle Paul, should always be for the church as the body of Christ to be built up. He goes on in verse 25, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship of God, which was given to me for you 
to complete the word of God. So some, some translations translate this as to fulfill the word of God. Uh, the NIV, I think it gets the meaning pretty good here. I'm not a big fan of the NIV, but here it has to present to you the word of God in its fullness. That's pretty good. But however you translate it along these lines, the meaning is to complete or to fulfill the word of God. That was a particular stewardship that was given to the Apostle Paul. No one else had that stewardship. It's in the writings of the Apostle Paul. So he goes on in the next verse, Colossians 1.26, The mystery which has been hidden away from the ages and from the generations, but now has been made manifest to his saints. So the word of God was a mystery that was hidden away until the time of the New Testament ministry, and in particular, the ministry of the Apostle Paul. It's been a mystery. No one has understood in the whole universe. Why did God create the universe? What do we exist for? What's the real meaning of our life? This was just a mystery. But as Paul said, it says here rather in verse 26, now through his ministry, this mystery has been made manifest to the saints the believers in the Lord. And he goes on in verse 27, and this is the verse that tells us explicitly what the Bible is all about. This mystery has been made manifest to his saints, verse 27, to whom God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is the central thing, what the Bible is all about. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is what the Apostle Paul is saying here. So let me go back over these verses again to trace it out, to make sure this is clear. In verse 25, Paul says he received a particular stewardship from God to complete the word of God to fulfill the word of God, to present the word of God in its fullness. In verse 26, he says this word of God is a mystery that has been hidden all the time, all from throughout all the history of the world. This mystery of the word of God has been hidden. That's verse 26. But in verse 27, he says, God has will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is the word of God in its fullness. And that mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Again, that is what the Bible is all about. Now, we can all have our own view of what the Bible is all about. And I'm, I'm so concerned because so many Christians today, I know they, whether they admit it or not, they feel that the Bible is about showing us how to have a good and holy life and how to be, uh, have a good family life. And so much ministry is focused on this. Almost no ministry is focused on Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's why I'm so burdened for this topic, to try to bring this before the saints, to help us realize just as this is the focus of the Bible, this needs to be our focus, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do we need to live a righteous life? Yes, we absolutely do. The way to do that is by enter in, entering into the experience of Christ in you, the hope of glory. I assure you, if you are experiencing day by day Christ in you as your hope of glory, you're going to live the most righteous, most virtuous, most holy life you could possibly live. 
if we focus on these other things, how to have a good family life, how to take care of our relationships, if we focus on that, nothing else is going to make sense. You know, sometimes we, I'm not saying we never need to deal with these things. I'm not saying that. But if our focus should always be on Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, you may have noticed that I did not give away what this verse was until this point in the podcast, because I just felt it would be better to wait on that rather than to say it up front. I thought it would have more impact that way. But as I'm working on this, I, I'm somewhat laughing at myself because I just realized, well, that is the verse that I have on the logo for the podcast, Colossians one twenty-seven, And the podcast logo does say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I guess that was a bit of a spoiler, which didn't occur to me until just now. But really, that is the focus of the Christian Faith Radio Hour podcast, because that is the focus of the Bible. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We cover other topics because you need to, because these other things are important and we need to have a background in them. But the central thing, the central focus of this podcast is what Paul is talking about here, and that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And again, I would stress here, it is not simply Christ. That's not what Paul says here. That's not the mystery of the word of God. The mystery of the word of God is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes, it is Christ, but it's Christ working in you, working out his salvation in you to conform you to his image. This just brings to mind 2 Corinthians 3.18. I love this verse. But we all with unveiled face beholding and reflecting as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord Spirit. The Lord as the Spirit is working in us as we behold Christ to conform us to the image of Christ. Let me ask you, if you're having this kind of experience, do you think you're going to have to worry about being righteous or about living a holy life? or about taking care of your relationships in a proper way? I don't think so. I think if we're in this experience of beholding Christ and allowing Christ to work his salvation within us, so many problems that we have today will be fully under our feet. Uh, I was had some uh, back and forth by text with a brother today who's you know concerned about divisions in the church, as we should be. We should be. My response eventually to him was, you know, we... These things come up because we lack transformation. I tell you, if you have this kind of experience that Paul's talking about in 2 Corinthians 3.18 and Colossians 1.27 of being transformed, there'll be no problems in the church. The problems in the church come in because we're not in this experience, because we're not experiencing transformation. That's what gives the enemy the ground to work in us. And the Lord allows these things to happen to help us realize we need transformation and we need more experience of Christ working within us day by day. Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, it is Christ who lives in me. If we have this experience, we're all crucified, living under the cross, there'll be no problems in the church. What a testimony we'd have to the world, saints. How prevailing the gospel would be all over this country if more saints enter into this kind of experience of Christ. You can teach all you want, about you know living a, a good life, having good relationships, a good family life, it's not going to mean anything. It's not going to make any difference. To be honest, sometimes it just kind of makes people sick. You know, a holier-than-thou kind of thing. Uh, what's needed is this, this living 
of Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's going to be so attractive to so many people, really so. That's what the Lord needs today in his church. So to come back to Colossians, Paul goes on. After he talks in uh, Colossians 1.27 about Christ in you, the hope of glory, he says, whom we proclaim. So the whom here, again, it's not just Christ. It's the Christ who's working within you to conform you to the image of Christ. That's what Paul was laboring on. He wasn't just laboring on the Christ in the heavens. He was laboring on the Christ in the saints to bring them into the real experience of Christ so they could be transformed and the church as the body of Christ could be built up. Whom we proclaim, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man full grown in Christ. What does Paul say here? That we may present every man full grown in how to have a good family life, full grown in how to... uh, take care of our relationship, how to take care of our finances. Again, I wouldn't say you don't need these things, but they have to be kept in their proper place. The apostles' labor, and if we're following in the footsteps of the New Testament, our labor needs to be to present every man full-grown in Christ. And finally, he goes on, verse 29, For which also I labor, struggling according to his working, which works in me in power. You know, the Lord was so powerful in Paul because Paul's focus was the same as the Lord's focus. It was Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, I said earlier, the New Jerusalem is the goal. It's not the central thing. This is the central thing. The New Jerusalem is the goal. But this central thing of Christ in you, the hope of glory, that is what eventually produces the New Jerusalem as the goal of God's whole economy, of his whole administration, of all his work throughout all the ages. That's the goal, to have the New Jerusalem as God's dwelling place, and it comes out of this experience of Christ in you as the hope of glory. So I would encourage you to really spend some time prayerfully going over this passage, uh, Colossians 1, verses 24 through 29, and really allowing the Lord to impress you with the central thing in the entire Bible. Because we all have our thoughts about what is a central thing, what's really on God's heart. But the Bible tells us what's it all, what it is all about. It is this Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is what's on God's heart. And we need to have our concept adjusted. So it is, on what, so it is also what is on our heart. And what is the focus of our labor, just as it was the focus of the apostles' labor. Then the saints will be brought into the experience of Christ, Then the church will be built up and the Lord will have his testimony on the earth, which he desires to have today. It's because Christians have been so distracted from this, often by good things, often by these other good teachings, which are not bad. I mean, as you know, the Bible is not all about prophecy. It's not about the types. It's not about Bible knowledge. But all of these are good things and we surely need them. I'm not saying that. We need them. But our focus always has to be on this central matter of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then these other things will have their right place. They won't be a distraction. They'll support us in our understanding, our proper understanding of what the Bible is all about. And we'll see so much more of the riches of Christ all throughout the whole Bible. The Bible will really begin to open up to us because we have a clear view, the central view of what the Bible is really all about. That's when the Bible will really come into focus and will harmonize all the different parts of the Bible in a proper way. 
But ultimately, as I say, the result will be the saints will grow, they'll mature, eventually will even be transformed, and the Lord will gain his testimony on the earth because we're focused on the central thing in the entire Bible, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Christian Faith Radio Hour. For more resources, you can visit thechristianfaith.org, which is my website. If you'd like to receive my e-letter, just click on the subscribe link there and enter your email address. And to connect with us by email, just send us a note at notes at thechristianfaith.org. Until next time, may the Lord keep you in his way for his sake and his glory. In Jesus' name, amen.